Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As said, though, joined by Michael Cedric's look ahead to SmackDown tonight. We wish Hamlet well in his recovery. Just got a bit of illness. It's fine. Nothing to worry about. Don't panic. But for tonight's show, does seem to be mainly focused on the fact that Roman Reigns is back. Oh, he's been away for five years. I've been spending, <laughs> I've been spending each and every one of those years desperate for the guy to come back. It's like if you have a rotating cast like other shows having someone actually come back to it might feel like it's worth a damn. Hey, he's been on a Samoan sabbatical for a week, so... That isn't Wilborn doing trademark terrible comedy, by the way. That is literally the copy on WWE.com after a Samoan sabbatical. I just... uh, I can't deal with this. You know what I've discovered? We play the games on the wrong show. Because NXT 2.0, while despite being more laughable than SmackDown, which is your more drab kind of crap, (laughs) than your more perversely entertaining kind of crap, it does tend to, like, announce things, like, in advance. We had, like, six matches to look forward to this week. Well, poor phrasing. I didn't look forward to any of them. But I understand (laughs) nominally what you're talking about. There's never out or hardly ever out booked on SmackDown. So we I mean, just have yeah, to. If WWE wrote the notes of this podcast, there would be one bullet point. Yes, absolutely. Which is unacceptable because, as we all know, there has to be five. <laughs> so I was thinking, I, I only had this thought as you were prepping um, to like do the technological setup here. So I might be springing this on you, but we should play a game. Okay. I'm always up for that. But. The problem with a dull show like this is you can't do, oh, it's a crazy gimmick are they going to introduce next. I mean, they did Zylee's lightning fists the other week, so. He's <laughs> Raiden. Yeah, this is your, your thing. thing. So we could do that for SmackDown, I guess, but it's not quite as, the energy isn't quite as chaotic. So I was thinking, Wilborn, right? Give you a little time to think when I'm talking at various points. We'll play this game at the end. A nice little hook for the listeners. Not the real hook. That'll be on the freaking Rampage preview. <laughs> Guess Mad Cat Moss's joke of the week. 
Oh, yeah, you like yeah, you like that. Oh, that's a very good. Yeah. So before we get to Madcap Moss, save that for the last bullet point. Who's Corbin feuding with Drew? Drew. Well, last week he obviously they had that stuff with with him, the Madcap Moss, Drew, and uh, Jeff, Jeff, and and Corbin. Obviously, that's but it seems to just have gone on to a handicap thing. Last week, uh, in case you missed it. Drew McIntyre went to see Postman Pierce and said, like, why wasn't he in that battle royal to be the number one contender to face Roman? And he was like, oh, it was a higher power, authority figure, bollocks. And uh, also, not only are you uh, being told this now by me, but you're not allowed to take Angela the sword out for your match. He's about to face Sheamus. So Drew pierced Pierce's desk with the sword, just left it in there, like the bloody sword in the stone, and there was bits where they cut back and Pierce, oh, I can't get it out. And then uh, Corbin and Madcap Moss stole Pierce's desk with the sword still inside it. So sword stuff this week, basically. Sword stuff. I'll... Swords are stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And he's, and there's some low-hanging fruit with Scottish. Yeah, I think some, I think I'll probably go along those lines. Mm. But we'll we'll get to it. Yes. Well, let's start with, with Reigns then. As much as it is a show propped up by this one guy, or this one storyline, I should say, because Brock's obviously heavily involved in it and Paul Heyman, I am fascinated by it, especially to see how Roman Reigns reacts this week if he's watched last week's show or heard about last week's show and seen Paul Heyman... Yeah, sidling up, let's just say, next to Brock Lesnar. He did the whole Brock Lesnar's advocate that fired him up and made him murder all those male nurses last last week. And, yeah, the whole whose side is aiming on thing rolls on, I suppose. See all that again? I was trying to think of a joke. <laughs> it's all about Heyman, Lesnar. It's a love triangle, isn't it? Like Heyman, Lesnar, and, and Reigns. Yes. Here's what I think is going to happen in the, in the grand picture, and I think we'll get a tease towards it tonight. Except we have been say on this podcast a lot, in the absence of actual content to preview, how are they going to do something big at WrestleMania 38, is it? Yes. I've forgotten, honestly, but I don't care <laughs> enough to remember what year, what number of WrestleMania is, Jesus Christ. Yeah, 37. And we're thinking, so. like, actual attractions and new, fresh, big matches, and we're thinking, mm, not many. I maintain that in order to do three versions including the Saudi show and day one of the Brock versus Roman feud, I there has to be a double turn happening at day one. And they have to, because it kills two birds with one stone, and there are two pretty stupid birds in WWE right now, <laughs> one of which is the fact that they are booking your general three pay-per-view cycle feud, like deep into WrestleMania, which is like not ever what WrestleMania has been about. And I don't even think they want that to be what WrestleMania is about. They always have a professional pride in WrestleMania, if literally nothing else. And I can't see them doing a stepped up, a second stepped up version of a familiar dynamic, even though it's the biggest thing they've got. I just can't see it happening. Also, they've done a terrible job of um, promoting any baby faces to credibly oppose Roman Reigns. I'm thinking the big double turn happens at day one where Paul Heyman screws Roman out of the title. Got past history of this, of course. Yeah, Brock Lesnar cackles, and it's like, oh, well, I've been fun for a while, but I'm just a bit of a prick all the time. Like, I've been a prick to Sami Zayn this whole time. I've not really been a heel. I've just been fighting a baby face. It's not particularly easy for fans to get... Uh, sorry, it's not particularly difficult for fans to get... Boo, Brock Lesnar. He's excellent at generating heat. People re- will resent him all over again for, you know, being a heel and hardly being there, etc., etc. And Roman Reigns, this is what should have happened in 2014 or 2015. They present him as the heel. He develops his actual personality in the heel role. 
people gravitate towards it, start to like him a lot, and then he does basically the same act, but against heels. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing they have left as a babyface. But seriously, when you look at the demo ratings on SmackDown, like people are just massively into Roman's monologues and mm. acting, so maybe they don't have to do it. But it's always better to have a face on top than a heel, um, particularly for like live events, which WWE is more inconsistent with than in ratings. And I know that doesn't matter, but just I'm bored of the Roman Reigns heel character now, so I think you should turn face. Do you think this is going to be one of those shows, you know, I'm looking at the, the calendar and thinking, I, th- I don't know how it works. I, I swear I read that they're going to do some weird, maybe tapings for SmackDown. Obviously, next week would be Christmas Eve. And then maybe even just a clip show at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what they've said? I swear oh, I saw that That's so great to not even have to, like, go on YouTube and watch the clips. <laughs> but I suppose that leaves you with maybe, maybe this week you don't have Brock in attendance and you have Roman sort of leaning on Paul going... You love me the most, right, Dad? Um, and then next week, or well, will we have a go home show before? I, I generally have no idea what time it is. So, I think there's going to be no Brock there tonight. I yes. feel, but I do really like. It's a shame if they do do that double turn, uh, purely because I do quite like bullying friendly Brock Lesnar, like when he snaps his phone in half in front of Postman Pierce and just slaps him far too hard on the back because he doesn't know his own strength. He's just being pally. Yeah. Um, it is really intriguing. The issue is, of course, everything else on SmackDown. Everything else on this show absolutely blows. Like Blows cack. Dynamite had one half of their show dedicated to two people in a match. Yes. SmackDown kind of have to do that with two wrestlers anyway because everything else is just They like, have a whole show dedicated to two wrestlers with entrances. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Um, so... Got that going on in the men's title picture on SmackDown. In the women's title picture on SmackDown, Tony Storm now is the number one contender for Charlotte Flair's title. But she's got there through cream pie stuff and getting her head kicked in last week. Yeah. They're really not booking this well, are they? What what does this mean? This could be anything. <laughs> yes. This could be anything not that isn't Roman versus Brock. Yeah. The worst thing is, is like they are very two very talented performers. Back in 2018, a competent booking team would have realized, hang on, Tony Storm um, is really on fire. She had a great match at Evolution, where she felt like the next big thing in women's wrestling. Charlotte Flair had um, semi-mained that main event. Any competent wrestling company would say these two would work fabulously together. One is incredibly insufferable as a personality. The other one is massively endearing with a wonderful babyface moveset. Let's promote- and a mom loved the '80s music. Yeah. Let's promote this younger star in a program against this veteran presence. The dynamic is there; it's going to be great. And then you put it in Vince McMahon's pen, and it's just like putting pies in each other's face. Should we cut it down to you pies? <laughs> She has to get some sort of vision tonight, doesn't she? She's I mean, got her head kicked in and embarrassed for everything other than last week. Well, what happened uh, on Raw this week, Wilborn? Jog my memory. On last week's show, no one... No, no, no. On, last, on this week's Raw. Oh, God. Every single baby face got... Embarrassed, beaten up, laid out, etc. That's... Yeah. There is no means of, like believing in these people or thinking they're hard or tough or resilient or brave or whatever, their uh, their idea of building rivalries is to just incessantly get heat on the baby faces and then 
question mark, question mark, question mark, get to the match. It's like, oh, I really want to see them kick their heads in now. And it's like, well, you don't because you don't believe they're capable of kicking anyone's heads in in response. They're just like pitiful losers. They don't get any um, support or crowd reaction at all because they are just young geeks getting kicked in by the stars. Then when they have the match, if it's good enough, they'll work the crowd into it by the end. But this company can't book. This program is absolutely terrible. Uh, Charlotte Flair exclusively works rotten at rivalries. Remember the Rhea Ripley? He was the biggest arsehole for you earlier this year. Absolutely <laughs> yes. horrendous. When um, Charles Flair didn't even know the concept of a count-out or beat the clock. Oh, f- f- don't get me started. Well, I'm trying to make you realise that this is absolutely like Shakespeare in comparison. I think what I do is have, it's a tired trope of theirs, have Charlotte Flair on commentary for a Tony Storm match and just have Tony Storm not be distracted, not be obsessed with Charlotte Flair, go out, wreck someone in like four minutes and not then go out and get in 50 cuffs with Charlotte Flair. Just be like, I'm going to take that title off you. Just boil it back to his most simplest basic stuff and you're fine. You've got That's two incredibly wrestling. <laughs> they don't do wrestling. They hate wrestling. They do sports entertainment. Rewire your brain. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Well, speaking of sports entertainment, Michael Sidgwick, how is Sonia Deville going to punish Zia Lee this week? She came to Naomi's aid. She saved her from a, well, presumably three-on-one beatdown involving um, Natalia and who was the other one? Oh, Shayna Baszler, of course, um, that Naomi, you know, is being weirdly sort of punished by Sonia Deville throughout this time. I suppose, I will say this, we were talking about this on the preview last week, setting the match up 
or, or, or factoring Zaya in immediately with someone like Natalia, who I'm not the hugest fan of to be in big storylines, but is the perfect female Dolph Ziggler in terms of, welcome to the main roster, here's your first feud slash wins. I guess she's not really inspiring, is it? No. Like, at all. Um, she I, is Raiden, so. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, like, I was stunned by the relative competence of WWE on SmackDown last week. They did two things that appeared to be separate, right? And then one of the things linked to the other thing, mm-hmm. and it made sense. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Zia Lee is... Naomi's protector. She'd been talking about how protector. she hates protector. She hates bullies and she doesn't like anything like that. And I'm thinking, I didn't put those two things together. And they've actually created something to feed into an ongoing storyline. I was stunned by the competence, which is like just basic writing. <laughs> it's the most basic <laughs> writing device to try and make events sort of coincide with one another using your characters. Totally basic stuff, but WWE's ability to do it just totally struck me. And then it was ruined by that entrance. How could I possibly take seriously that there is a human being on this planet Earth who has lightning coming out of her, of her hands? I, mean, I weirdly quite liked it. I, I knew you would. Did, what did Hamlet think? Uh, I think he's reserved judgment, and yes. he's the best way of putting it. He sort of went... Well, that was a thing, but is that just a righteous ear and then, or is it going to be a weekly, you know, like when we talked about this, when Rhea Ripley had to do the running on NXT, but she had to do the stomp first. Yeah. Is it going to be like, oh no, I better save Naomi, but first, electricity stuff. Why don't you use the electricity to electrocute Sonya Deville and then you get rid of the problem? Yeah. Although that, again, would be murder, quite possibly, on WWE programming. Well, she's flying close to the sun by doing it so close to the yeah. crowd. Yeah. Lightning that close to the crowd. What if she, like, misses that aim? And she mm. electrocutes little Jimmy in the face? Water and electricity do not mix. Well, there's drinks everywhere as yeah. well. Careful. What about big Texan Billy asshole having a beer? And he just dies. I just wanted a beer, and now i got my hair stuck out on here. <laughs> Apologies to any Billy assholes listening to the podcast. Apologies to all Americans. Not all. Not all. I mean, actually, well, hang on. We can we can make this better. Wait a second. And God bless the United States. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. But Zaylee, um, she obviously had issues with the like Mercedes Martinez kick, for example, in NXT. But she is very talented and genuinely surprising, considering what we were talking about on NXT with their Asian performers that they're presumably giving her a bit of a push on the main Yeah, roster. they're giving her a push, but she's also a, uh, a yes. Mortal Kombat character. And cartoon, straight off the books of a cartoon. Yeah, indeed. It's still a caricature. Mm. It's just, the idea is you're meant to be impressed by the mystical power of the Asian performer, which is totally rotten cliche, but it's slightly, it's like it's a positive caricature rather than, oh, isn't Ikemanjiro a complete moron who can't grasp the English <laughs> language. Like, the racial stereotypes can, in fact, be positive. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's the fact that she's just a, a character from Big Trouble in Little China. That's literally a scene from Big Trouble in yeah. Little China. It was... Uh, I remember that movie that's playing on TV. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, it sounds like the Mountain Dew Kid from YouTube, but it's meant to be Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. I saw that movie. Um... A surreal main event on SmackDown last week. We had that sort of uh, triple threat tag team match. You had the Usos, the champs, 
the heels, the New Day, the number one contenders, the, you know, favourites, and RK Bro, and this rabid, I think it was LA crowd, who was just like, give me Randy Orton's six moves that he does in, in order. Um, nevertheless, the New Day emerged victorious from that match. They are officially WWE's best tag team. Um, and one would assume further developments with them and the Usos this week heading towards day one. What do you make? Oh, have you seen his new crown? What do you make of Xavier Woods' new crown? Uh, very little. <laughs> but oh, what do you, how do you feel about New Day and the Usos? Because it's one of those ones where my brain goes, these have always been really good, these matches. But I know there's a certain caveat that kind of goes with it. I think they've hit their ceiling as matches. The fact that we've seen it, as you've pointed out, so often makes it hard to really engage in. I think the joy of the New Day versus Usos matches, like if you transplant everything in that ring, the performers and everything else, to NXT, is it any better than some of the stuff you saw in NXT? Or is it, in fact, not as good as the very best American Alpha DIY? Mm. Um, sorry, Revival versus American Alpha, Revival versus DIY. Like, I just think a lot of it has to do with... And I'd say they're not very, very good to great matches. But I just think that because they, just, they, they were appraised on a curve, like WWE doesn't care about tag team wrestling. They sort of see a 20-minute great tag team match, either at the SummerSlam kickoff or Hell in a Cell, I think it was. It was such a, sh like a novelty mm. Um, I've seen, you see better tag matches in AEW every single week. Like, I'm sorry, you just do. I don't hold. Like, promos in WWE are rubbish, and they don't care about um, tag team wrestling. So with those two things in mind, the fact that they did that incredible rap battle once upon a time, mm. and the New Days and the Usos, uh, the New Day and the Usos conspired to have great tag team matches what, four years ago on WWE television at this point, main roster television, was like, Jesus Christ, this is how much of a... An achievement is this, dot, 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 relatively. I'm not itching for another go-around with this. I'm expecting now we're the best tag team. Well, we're the ones. Cool. It's not really a program, is it? It's not yeah, really it feels a story. like they might spin their wheels a little bit with this. Week. Yeah, I just got it. I enjoy it when I watch it, but it doesn't really keep me up at night. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, one thing that's been uh, keeping me up throughout this podcast is the joke. We're going to conclude by talking about... What has Happy Corbin done with Drew McIntyre's sword? Which is an amazing question to have written down, first of all. But yeah, I assume a bit like he had with Jinder, where it's just an object, a car or whatever it may be, or a bike. or It's going to be... Well, I would assume they are going to go full sword in the stone... They can't get it out of the desk, and then Drew's going to pull it out with one hand when he eventually catches up with them this week. Is that too basic? Uh, no, that sounds exactly what they're going to do. The um, show is them working to, come on, uh, and like, Riddick Moss, correct him, is j -j 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 Yeah, he's an incredible athlete, so they've got him as a stand-up comedian, of course. Telling jokes such as? Such as, well, I'm thinking. Um, two seconds, I should have uh, Googled this. I might, I might be repeating a joke he's already told, if I'm honest. I, I, I don't... I laugh at them. I think they're brilliant in the moment, and then I immediately forget them. My joke for him. Well, they're not brilliant, really, are they? Well, <laughs> you know, got an audience. Right, just asked you to do a little bit of research, yeah. Right, okay. So they're going to have a little uh, little bit of banter. What's it called? What is 
Happy Talk. Happy Talk, yeah. So Happy Talk's going to happen on SmackDown tonight. They're with the table there, with the sword. With the table there, the sword. And they're going to uh, make jokes about um, like Drew McIntyre, one of which will be this. Hey, ha- does, he, does he call him Happy? Yeah, I think so. Hey, Happy. Hi- hey, Happy. Uh, why do we not need to worry about Drew McIntyre for much longer? I don't know. Why don't we need to worry about Drew McIntyre for much longer? Because Scottish people lead such unhealthy lifestyles that the average <laughs> life expectancy is 37. How you doing? How you doing? That's good. I think I'm, I think mine might be close to what they do. Yes, because mine isn't kind of <laughs> something that they would say. It's more like pun-based, isn't it, his comedy? What do you think they do with the sword? Just keep away, basically, this show. So it's in a table. I don't know. Uh, yes. I, I don't know a time of recording is in a table. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Arthurian legend for the Scottish McIntyre. That's probably it's all the same, isn't it? <laughs> that's the one. Um, yeah, probably something like that. Hey, uh, hey, happy. Yes. What does Drew McIntyre call a former WWE and UFC champion hiding in a Scottish lake? I don't know. Madcap, what does Drew McIntyre call a former WWE and UFC champion hiding in a lake? Brock Ness monster. I was going to say Loch Lesnar. <laughs> oh, God. This is what, that's what I do for a living. You can have that one, Brock Ness monster. Yeah. 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 Well, we've got to yeah. finish it. <laughs> we've got to the end. <laughs> to the end. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Wish Michael Hamflet well or at Michael Hamflet on Twitter. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. Uh, whoever's in on Monday is probably going to recap this show, but I don't have to, so I don't care. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I have to watch it. Uh, but for now, uh, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. We'll be back later on with the AEW Rampage preview. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.